when we're looking at companies, we want to see companies with strong LTVs or the potential to have strong LTVs so that in the future, we could spend more on the acquisition and scale the business. Welcome to the game where we talk about how to get more customers, how to make more per customer and how to keep them longer and the many failures and lessons we have learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. So I was talking to an entrepreneur who'd applied through acquisition.com to potentially become a portfolio company. And one of the questions that I asked him on the call was, so what's your LTV? Like how much, you know, how much you make per customer over a lifetime? And he honestly was like, I don't know what, what it is. I, I know I should know, blah, 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 blah. So I'm making this so that you know one of the most important metrics in entrepreneurship. And I'm gonna give you three different ways you can calculate it. So the first one and the easiest one to do this is off of lifetime. The second way to do it is off of churn. And the third way is to do it is off sales velocity, all right? And I'll finish with sales velocity because it's the one that I use most frequently, but all of these are good ways of getting it. And it'll give you approximations and I'll explain how each of them is calculated. Now, as a quick side note, the reason that this is so important, if you don't know who I am, acquisition.com, I own it, we portfolio it, it's about $100 million a year. I just make these because I like doing this and I'm a crazy person. So if you are a growing business, this will underestimate your LTV. But if you have especially recurring and it's you've been doing this for a while and you are growing, what you do is let's say that you did $1 million year one, you did 2 million year two, and you did 3 million year three. All right, let's just say that for a simple example. And let's say over, over that entire period of time, you sold, let's say, 600 customers, okay? So what you do here is you add these up, which means you have 6 million in total sales, lifetime, over 600 total customers, lifetime. This is, again, back of napkin math of how to get to how much you make per customer. So it'd be 6 million divided by 600, which is probably like 10 grand. And so that would give you an underestimation because you will have customers who are still continuing to pay you. It gives you basically from the beginning until now, but it doesn't take the future into account. So it will be under what it is in theory, but this will give you something to work off of, all right? So that's number one. So that's this guy, let me just give you a highlight. That's this one. Now, the second way that you can calculate LCV is based on churn. And if you don't know what churn is, it's gonna be the percentage of customers that leave at the end of the month that we're here at the beginning of the month. So let's say you have 100 customers at the beginning of the month, and let's say of those 100, you've got 95 at the end. Note that the amount of customers you sailed, sold between here and here does not matter in this calculation, all right? Just because people get really fucked up with this, all right? So you have 100 customers at the beginning, you have 95 at the end, it means you had five that left, and you do five divided by 100, right? Which means you have 5% churn, all right? That is your churn. Very simple, okay? Now, if you're like, well, I had some people cancel beginning. Again, all of these are rough estimates because you can't ever have a beautiful snapshot in a business ever because time is a component that fudges the world, all right? So once you have churn, this is how you use that churn. So you take your price, your average monthly price. So let's say you've got 100 people and you're making whatever, $100,000 a month, all right? Uh, so you've got 100K per month divided by 100 people, which means you're making $1,000 per month per client right? That says client. Go for it. Okay. It says client. So that's our average price. And we divide that, which is this thing, right? You divide that by your churn. All right. So a thousand divided by 5% would be 20x 1k, which equals 20k. So that is your LTV. And so if I had this business and let's say they were stable at hundred thousand dollars a month, I would know that they were probably only selling five new clients a month. Pretty interesting. Now, if they're selling more than that, then I know that they are actually growing. 
and they haven't realized or tapped out what their, what their new revenue threshold is going to be. Kind of interesting. This is why it's important to know this stuff as an entrepreneur, because you might be like, why isn't it growing faster? But if you're in the situation, you've got 5% churn, you're doing $1,000 a month, you've got 100 customers, and you're selling 20 a month, then your hypothetical max is going to be 400K. So you don't need to change anything. You just got to wait, and you're going to hit 400K a month. All right, that's why LTV is so important to understand how to calculate it. All right, so you can do it off lifetime, which I showed you first. The second way you can do this is off churn. And the third way is off sales velocity. And this is the one that I do most commonly. And the reason for that is because, I mean, it'll give you an approximation. And this is important, especially if you have like a low price, very high volume, like recurring membership. Lifetime one is helpful. That one is also useful for that, but it's more of a hypothetical. And sometimes it overestimates it. So you're going to want to average out your churn because let's say you get 5% churn one month, but you had 20 the month before and 13 the month that, you know, before that. So you want to average your churn and be like, all right, well, we average 12%, right? And then you use that as the churn number that you use the calculation to calculate for the business. And you want to do it the most recently because if you all of a sudden start selling more, but then your churn goes up, those are the new metrics of your business. You can't use your churn from a year ago when you were only selling one-off people, and now you have a sales machine, but you're not doing as well in fulfillment because you don't have enough personalized attention, right? That's why this is so important. Now, sales velocity. This is the third way to calculate this, and then I will, I will leave you with a, a fun story. So sales velocity number three is you say, how many people are you selling per month? You just ask them, and you can say, like, last three months, what are you averaging? Let's say they say 10 people per month is what we're averaging in new sales. All right, this is important, new sales. Now, I'll say, what are you doing in revenue? The reason the sales velocity one, or the conditions under which this one works, is if the revenue has remained relatively the same. So for the last three or four months, let's say they've been at 100,000-ish a month, all right? Now that they're, they're at a point of stagnation, all right, or close enough stagnation that we can use it for a calculation. So let's say 100K a month is what they were averaging in their business, and they're selling 10 deals a month, you know where this is going, then I can tell them that the rough estimate for their LTV is going to be 10K. And that gives you a good idea because if they're just maintaining at this, then it means they're losing some, they're gaining new ones, and they're staying at that level, which means they've already hit that point of equilibrium. And so all of the thing with LTV is the relationship between sales velocity and how much a client's worth, right? And so the churn calculation showed a little bit more depth around pricing and churn to get the LTV, right, number. But all of it gets around to answer the simple question, which is how much is a customer worth to us? And then from there, we can make better decisions. And so when we're looking at companies, we want to see companies with strong LTVs or the potential to have strong LTVs so that in the future, we could spend more in the acquisition and scale the business, right? And a lot of times this is one of the weakest points in companies, especially in that three to $10 million range is that they don't actually make enough per customer. Their margins start getting squeezed, which compresses their ability to scale. And so if you can speak in these terms, you will impress people. And more importantly, you will impress yourself because you'll have more tools in your entrepreneurial toolbox. Hey guys, real quick, for those of you guys who are $100 million offers fans, I love you. I added in a lost chapter that has never been released. I'm releasing it now. Transparently, I'm doing that to build hype for $100 million leads. But you will have the unreleased chapter. It talks about your first avatar and how to segment customers to make more money. You can get it by going to acquisition.com forward slash leads. It's for free in exchange for your email so that I can email you when we launch $100 million leads and so that you cannot miss out on it because last time I sold out for like eight straight weeks really fast. So that is my way of making sure that y'all get first dibs. I'm going to go a little deeper on this concept of using LTV to project. And I just want you guys to know, like, I'm not an Excel whiz. Like, I had to learn this stuff because, like, I just haven't naturally been that good at it. So I had to learn the back of napkin way of doing business. And I'll be real with you. 
just about every major business decision I make, I just make it on back of napping because even the most precise calculations can still be done off of rough data sets. And so you got to just understand like where your gut is and just kind of like the directional math around the stuff. All right. So let's say we have, I'm going to give you two scenarios. So I'm going to give you scenario A and scenario B. This is important because it will help you make decisions for your business about what to do to grow. So let's say we've got a business that's selling 10 people a month and they're doing $100,000 per month and their price point is $5,000 a month is the price of what they're selling for these 10 people, right? And let's say their churn is uh, 20%, all right? And let's say we have the same, the same ones. So we have new sales, let's say it's 10. Let's say price point's 5K a month. And let's say that they're doing 500K per month and their churn is 20%, all right? Now, let's see the difference between these two scenarios, all right? So if we have 10 clients per month and they're selling at 5K, right? And we know churn is 20%, then what do we have to figure out? We have to figure out the lifetime value, right? And so if we take the 5K per month and we divide it by the 20% churn, we're gonna have a 25K LTV, right? Right, this makes sense. Now, if we're selling 10 new people a month, right? Then it means that this business is going to continue to grow and it'll slow down at 250,000 per month. This is a back of napkin way that you can do projections, all right? So think about it. If we have 10 new clients and they're signing up at $5,000, we're adding 50,000 a month, but we're also losing 20%. And so as we, the first month we'll make 50. The next month we'll do 50 plus 40, right? And the next month we'll do 50 plus 40 plus 30, right? And so it continues towards this asymptote, which means it approaches a number, but it doesn't actually hit it. So 250,000 250, is the asymptote, right? And at that point, we'd have to change something in the business. We'd have to change the price. We'd have to change the, term, the churn. Or we'd have to change the number of new sales that are happening in order to grow this business, all right? Now, if I'm talking to somebody here, or you are that person there, then I know that this thing is growing, which is great. Even if we change nothing, the business can continue to grow. Awesome, all right? Now, here's the flip side. Let's say we have that same scenario, 10, 5, except the only difference here is it's at 500,000 a month. Right. Well, if we know that this thing is going to cap out right at 250k, so it's going to drop dramatically in the beginning, and then it's going to even out at 250k. So if I'm talking to this business, then I know that they're at 500 today, and this guy's at 100k today. But they're both going towards 250,000 because that is the reality of the business. So if you're selling 10 a month at 5k with 20% churn, your business does 250,000. That is what I want you to take away with this is that you will know and understand what your cap rate or your hypothetical max is for your business simply by doing the math, right? And so you'll know if you have the capacity to grow, you are, you are on a shrinking curve or which common is you're in scenario C, right? Which is you're at 250,000 a month. You're selling 10 people per month at 5K per month, and your churn is 20%. And you're stagnant like this, which means that one of these things must change. We either have to sell more people, we've got to change the price, we got to add some zeros to the price, or we have to fix the churn. Now here's where it's kind of interesting. If we can fix the churn of this business, let's say we just get it from 20% to 10% churn. Doesn't seem like it's a big difference, does it? it's a hell of a difference. And so if you're thinking about the levers that you're gonna pull in your business, you could say, all right, if I wanted to get to, let's say a million a month, which is probably common for somebody who's at this stage, right? They wanna to get to a million a month, that's their next objective. Well, let's talk about the ways they can get there. All right, scenario number one, to get to a million a month, we could start selling 40 people a month, right? And change nothing else. We start selling 40 people a month equals 1 million per month. All right, because we just 4X this number. The second way we can get 
to a million dollars a month is we could forex this price. We could start selling 20K per month, right? With the same number of sales. And that would get us to a million a month, assuming churn stays the same. The third scenario is that we would reduce churn to 5% and change nothing else. Which of these seems easiest? Well, forexing price might be difficult. Right, that might be uh, uh, has you know represents a serious risk to the likelihood you know the value exchange might not be there, right? And so you probably not choose this guy. This one probably wouldn't be the first bet, right? So then you're pretty much left with I'm going to either forex the number of sales, which means I got to spend more money on ads, or I got to do more reach outs, or I got to do more posts, or get more affiliates, or get more word of mouth, whatever, right? Or I got to work on my back end and reduce churn. Here's the interesting tidbit. It's easier to fix churn, and then all of a sudden, you're at four million a month. This is why business is fun. And so that is how, like, that's how we approach business problems in acquisition.com. It's like, okay, what are the biggest levers that we can use to transform this business using the biggest rocks that we have available to us? I think it's important to think through these business problems strategically. So you can think, what are these, which of these levers can I pull that has the highest likelihood? And here's the problem if you do this in a different direction. Let's say you forex the sales, you get to 40 a month, right? You're gonna build infrastructure, you're gonna do all this other stuff, but the problem is you might have built infrastructure too quickly and the people that you hire suck and then you can't get the churn down, right? And then you also can't fix things properly. And so you basically feel like you have to keep selling to keep just keep the business afloat, even though you know that you have this 20% churn, which is killing your business, right? And so in order to make this thing a sellable business or have a business of value or enterprise value is we have to fix the product. We have to fix the client experience so that people actually want to continue to pay for this thing. And so this is how you can think strategically is if you fix the back end first, then guess what happens? Your LTV quadrupled. Now you can go and spend whatever you want in the acquisition and still be profitable. Whereas in this scenario, you probably have to compress your margins because usually when you increase acquisition, margins do get compressed, but you already compressed them, right? Like you didn't expand them to begin with. So let's say you were at a 30% margin and you forex your sales. Now you're at a 10% margin. That sucks, right? And so what we want to do is we want to expand the margin, expand the lifetime gross profit per customer by extending the LTV through churn and, and, and creating a better experience, better product, better product market match. And then at that point, then you can open up the opportunity to scale like crazy. All right, so um, that's why this is so important. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope that made sense um, and keep being awesome.